Hello, I'm Dr. Ted Cole. Welcome back to Life, Health, and Healing. You can visit my web pages at www.colecenter.com. All of them are connected there. In addition, on Facebook, I post on a regular basis. And there, it's also the Cole Center for Healing, Cincinnati Hyperbarics, and Dr. Vitamins. Today, I'm going to follow up a little bit here since we were talking about the COVID vaccine with information about vaccines in general and specifically towards uh, information about the COVID vaccine itself. Now, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I am not anti-vaccine. I am pro-safe and effective vaccine, and there's a difference. Some of these vaccines aren't safe and or effective. Unfortunately, Anyone who has any questioning about vaccines is immediately labeled an anti-vaxxer. This is a political ploy designed to make opponents of vaccines or even anyone who raises any kinds of questions or concerns as being a deranged idiot. This is completely untrue, although (laughs) I have to admit there are plenty of idiots out there on every side of the spectrum, (laughs) including those who are anti-vaccine, but also including those who are pro-vaccine. Labeling people like this, again, just tends to muddle it. And again, unfortunately, in this country, it seems like it's either yes or no, black and white, sane or sinner. This is not the case. And I hate to see this process continue not only in medicine, but throughout our society in general. But dealing with medicine and vaccines in general, unfortunately, medicine is often driven by politics and money, just like every other endeavor in the world. I personally look at the science, not the politics, in terms of making my decision about what I'm going to do for myself, my family, and my patients. So let's look at Uh, specifically here, the COVID vaccine and what's been reported to date. So far, and this is probably old because it changes every day, 12,639 adverse events have been reported to the Center for Disease Control from the COVID vaccines. Now, this is undoubtedly a low number. If you look at Pilgrim Healthcare, uh, they determine that less than 1% of all adverse effects are ever reported to the CDC. And I have to say, based on my personal experience in my practice, I hear this all the time. Meaning, I have a parent come in with a child and report the same exact event with their child as every other family who comes in. And that is they get a vaccine, It swells up, it becomes hard, it becomes red, the child develops a fever, starts screaming, is inconsolable, and oftentimes after that they see a reversal or a decline in their development. These families are not in connection with each other. They don't talk with each other. These are independent stories, but they are consistent over and over and over again. And unfortunately, when they tell their doctor about it, the doctor tells them it's a coincidence. The child must have come down with a virus or a cold or something. They completely ignore the fact that this might actually be a vaccine reaction. And so those are never reported, never given any kind of value of any type. So that 1%, if you look at uh, this number of 12,639, and multiply that by about 100, 
you see there's a tremendous amount of possible side effects out there. Now, there have also been 934 deaths after COVID vaccination reported to the CDC. Now, the CDC has stated that they have no information and no evidence that any of these deaths are actually due to the vaccine. One wonders, I mean, is that actual or not? You have to wonder. (laughs) When, after all, so many deaths are reported due to the COVID virus, how are they doing that compared to how are they determining the deaths from the vaccine? My guess is there's a bit of a difference. Somebody, I hope, can prove me wrong about that. Now, what happens if you do get a vaccine injury, as it were, a side effect from that? There is a mechanism set up by the government because the drug companies are immune from any kind of legal action based on vaccine side effects. It's horrible. This is called the vaccine court, and it's really part of the federal government's uh, (laughs) policy to eliminate any kind of legal liability to the drug companies. Now, the drug companies argue the saying, well, we need this in order to be able to develop more products and so on. Well, what business in the world would not want to use that excuse to make them immune from any kind of legal blowback? (laughs) Pretty much every company, every business in the world can use that excuse. But unfortunately, our federal government has bought that and has set up the vaccine court. Now, since 1989, more than $4 billion has been paid out to families who have reported vaccine side effects. That's money out of our pockets. We, the taxpayers, are funding that, not the the drug companies. So $4 billion has come out of our pockets with this. And not only are these events drastically underreported, but once you get into court, it's really difficult to get paid Because remember, if they decide that they're going to pay you, that means there was a vaccine side effect, and they don't want that to happen. So your case might drag on for 8, 10 years before it's decided, and you actually get paid for any kind of injury from it. So there is another court, as it were. It's called the CICP, and it's there is a little bit different because... It was set up by the Public Readiness and Emergency Procedure Act for other kinds of problems. And what they call it is injuries by countermeasures, meaning things that have to be done in the country in order to counteract some kind of crisis, such as a flu pandemic. However, they only give out payment for, quote, serious injuries, unquote. And that means you have to be hospitalized or you lose a significant ability of some sort. You know, you become paralyzed or you can't work anymore and those kinds of things. Now, you have to file that claim within one year of the vaccine. So, and there's no exception to that. You can't do it any other time. You don't get awarded any money for pain and suffering or for your lawyer's fees or anything else. Uh, So it's expensive, hard to do, difficult, just like the vaccine court. So take a look at these vaccines, as it were. You have to make 
a choice. And there's no right or wrong answer. It's kind of a rock and a hard place here because you're looking at the benefit versus risk. And you have to decide that for each vaccine by itself. Each of them has their own characteristics, their own risks, their own benefits. And so I encourage my patients to decide each one based on their own merits. And again, this is not anti-vaccine. This is looking objectively through the scientific data in terms of what kind of vaccines are going to be better in the terms of the benefit category than they are in the risk category. At this point, based on what I've seen, I don't think the COVID vaccines meet this criteria, meaning I don't think the benefit is worth the risk at this point. Particularly when you look at the number of people who die from this vaccine, it's extremely small based on the overall numbers. Or I'm sorry, not from the vaccine, from the, from the COVID virus. I mean, over 99% of people, 98% of people or so do just fine. So if you're going to risk an injury, and particularly based on the uh, previous information I've given about these mRNA COVID vaccines, you have to make an intelligent decision for you and your family. And hopefully we won't see the number of side effects increasing from this vaccine. Although I, uh, I hate to say it, but I think this is going to be happening over time. So again, a fairly short one, but it's, I think, some important information for people out there given the current situation. So stay healthy and take care of yourself. Bye-bye.